suicide game just yesterday It's made all that I learned The emptiness of life examined Time can't be Hello out there and welcome to another episode of Things I Learned While Learning Other Things. This is an attempt by me, Joe Morahan, and my brother, J.S., to provide you with a series of interesting, informative, educational, and yeah, we hope enjoyable stories that will help you navigate through those high seas of life. Today we introduce Donkey Do. What donkeys do? A do. Part 5. And, and let us discuss today misguided, pathological, altruistic people on self-righteous crusades justified in their own minds as long as it's not that their ox is being gored. Strike, striking pretty close to home in this particular case as we have been sharing with you the case involving the donkey, a Naive Frenchman, Bridget Bardot, and a gardener. Hypocrisy reigns. And when hypocrisy is understood to be a character trait, you can witness just how much it affects one's thinking, for it is the negation of reality. Yes, it is. It is so disagreeable because it is just so selfish and so irrational, and it's utterly repugnant whenever it has come across. And people who demonstrate fanatical, 100% commitment to their adopted cause, they scare me. They really do. I'm repelled when I come across this sort of purported deep ecological environmental extremism. I am you know, feeling I feel the same way about religious fanatics, and I am skeptical to say the least because extremists cannot be trusted. These people tend to be unbalanced, and in their pursuit of their cause, what it, whatever it may be, they often become, well, simply unglued. And in the scenario that we are in the midst of describing, this celebrity is a self-pronounced, very, very vocal, worldwide advocate, 100% committed to the righteous cause of the ethical treatment of animals always. So at long last, may I please introduce the case of Bridget Bardot. And the animal involved? Hey, it's a donkey named Charlie. May, may, you know, maybe young people today, you know, Generation Alphas, even Generation Zs that preceded them, they won't recognize, they won't have a clue whom this celebrity woman might be. But in demonstration that at one point in time, she was, as the good reverend head of the Rainbow Coalition, Jesse Jackson, used to chant all the time when he wasn't, you know, scrounging around for coalition dollars, race baiting, or tomcatting around while married. He'd be hollering to his followers and TV cameras that followed him, of course, for he was not only a tomcat, he was a media hound as well. And he'd be yelling, I am somebody. I am somebody. Well, in her day, Bridget Bardot's day, she was somebody with a special emphasis, I might say, 
placed upon and the heavy accent, if you will, on somebody. Yes, she did have somebody. The now the now 89-year-old former French sex bombshell, former playboy nude model at age 40. How much of a hottie was she? Well, she was so hot that in 2011, as recently as 2011, in the Los Angeles Time Magazine's list of the 50 most beautiful women in film ever, Bridget Bardot ranked number two all time. In 2015, Bridget Bardot was ranked number two as the top 10, in the top 10, of the most beautiful women of all time, according to a survey carried out by Amway's beauty product company. I mean, this appears, you know, rather anachronistic these days, a list of the hottest women ever and all that stuff. It's very non-PC these days. So not woke. I, I don't even know if there still is a Miss America beauty contest, by the way. But still, the truth cannot be denied, can it? A man might debate in private with his buddies about his short list of the hottest women of all time and, and just who might prevent this thought experiment. Well, are we living in, in such an Orwellian landscape where the feared thought police might forbid, even punish the mere thinking of certain proscribed thoughts like who's the hottest woman of all time? Well, the morals police of of Iran come to mind. What about Saudi Arabia or Afghanistan? But even they cannot prevent us from thinking about just who have been on that short list of the most beautiful women ever. You know, Bo Derek, Farrah Fawcett, Raquel Welch, depending on your taste. But what am I moaning about? The thought police are are only active in the American media and in American school these days where progressive teachers rank and grade commitment to progressive orthodoxy and ideology over the pursuit of all academic learning. In any event, to be, to be, to be ranked in the top 10 all time, suffice it to say that Bridget Bardot was one very fine looking woman, even if her career reputation had been earned, developed, enhanced, and promoted through her appearances in, in extremely low-budget, outrageously bad films, most of which re required her to prance around in skimpy clothing when not adorned only in tiny, teeny-weeny bikinis, whenever the script required. And it almost always did, of course. The dialogue, well, 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 let's just say it wasn't Shakespearean in nature. Hark, I hear the cannons roar. I mean, you get, you get the picture. And, and taking off her clothes for Playboy certainly didn't hurt Bridget Bardot's rep either. And the fees for shedding one's clothing for the camera, they helped pay the bills, helped fund nonprofit foundations, Dedicated to her cause, that of the protection of animals at all times. She was an animal rights ethicist. You know, Bob, she was, this woman was somebody. Bob Dylan used her, uh, you know, used Bridget Bardot's name in lyrics to I Shall Be Free. And the Beatles, John Lennon, decided that he needed to amp himself up by dropping acid 
just in anticipation of meeting Bridget Bardot, just to take the edge off his nerves. That was Bridget Bardot in her prime. And as fate would have it, neither Lenin nor Bardot left that celeb meet and greet, if you will, all that impressed by the other, you know, a, you know, the other A-lister. There, and there, <laughs> there certainly is no debate. Lenin was the brighter talent, the brighter mind, but Bardot the far more attractive celebrity. Anyway, at age of 39, at the age of 39 in 1973, after appearing in more than 40 motion picture films and having recorded several music albums and, 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 and Bardot retired from all sectors of the entertainment business, but, but for that Playboy photo shoot. And she used all her substantial worldwide fame, acclaim, and her private fortune to devote her time to the promotion of animal rights causes. And that's where and that's where this story begins to get far, far more interesting. In 1986, um, yeah, it was 1986, she founded and funded the Bridget Bardot Foundation for the Welfare and Protection of Animals. No surprise, she announced herself from this point on a vegetarian. She auctioned off her jewelry and other memorabilia to raise money to be contributed to her cause. Her concern for the welfare of animals, let us conclude, was broad in nature, extensive in scope, and she was active and active, and she was outspoken in, in her criticism whenever and wherever Bardot thought animals might be being mistreated, maltreated in any way. And she was, I mean, so extensive was the scope of her interest. She's worried about stray dogs in Bucharest. She was a vocal opponent of the consumption of horse meat. I mean, personally, I wouldn't have thought horse meat consumption to have been a significant uh, global issue. But nevertheless, you know, what do I know about such things? You know, possum pies, anyone? Anyway, Bardot released to the media a letter that she had authored and sent to China's then president, um, uh, Zhang Zemin, a letter in which she condemned China for torturing bears. She further criticized the killing of the world's last tigers and rhinos because Chinese men for whatever reason, thought that they somehow had effective medicinal powers as aphrodisiacs. And what powerful Chinese man out there with spare cash to burn wouldn't want to redress his low T problem, if he could, by supporting the killing of endangered tigers if it got on the results he wanted. I mean, who could, bl who could blame this Chinese guy? And in attempting to put to an end this particularly ridiculous and spurious Chinese myth, I would be glad to board the Bridget Bardot train to save endangered tigers. I really would. This craziness really hasn't worked out, but that's not, uh, you know, that's definitely not Bardot's fault. She did what she could do to end this dreary practice. But once, you know, Chinese men... They set their mind to achieving something. It's, it's very hard, repeat, very hard to get them to alter course, 
China is not the middle kingdom for nothing. No, China, not the middle of the planet, middle of the globe. No, the Chinese believe themselves to be the middle of the universe. China means middle kingdom because the Chinese historically have considered their country to be the center of the world, meaning geographically and culturally in the universe. Whoa, you know, this, you know, this idea is rooted in the concept of the mandate of heaven. The Chinese emperor chosen by the gods to rule. The prosperity and stability of China, a reflection of the ruler's virtue. So it is implied. Chinese centrality and superiority in all things. Hence the name China, the Middle Kingdom. You know, think the retaking of Hong Kong. <laughs> 99 years, no more than a blink of an eye. Or better yet, look out Taiwan. President Xi has his evil eye on you. And so will the next prime minister. You are the prize. You will be coming home eventually. Chiang Kai-shek. Chiang Kai-who? There never was a Chang. Oh, wow. Anyway, returning to Bridget Bardot. She opposed bullfighting. Spain, Mexico, Portugal. What about national tradition, you say? Too bad. Hey, the meat, the meat from a bullfight is distributed to poor people. The hungry, you argue. So what? It's got to end. No way. The tradition's over. And today it is over. I must admit... As for the torturing of bulls in front of bloodthirsty, screaming, fanatical Spaniards who, who make Philadelphia Eagles fans appear almost human, I agree with Bridget Bardot on this point. I mean, 50 years ago, about 50 years ago, I went to a bullfight in Madrid. And I got to tell you, I hated the entirety of the atrocious, cruel performance that I had to witness. And by the end of this, I was rooting for the bull to gore the guys in the little funky outfits, prancing about, torturing the bull. Anyway, then Bardot announced her complete opposition to the hunting of dolphins anywhere on planet Earth. So my question would be, why, why stop at dolphins? Why not argue for global cessation of, say, all fishing? What's so special about dolphins? Moving on to a di different target of her wrath, Bardot condemned Australian politician Greg Hunt's plan to er eradicate two million stray cats wandering around in Australia in a desperate attempt that he was, he was leading, you know, in desperate times, do call for desperate measures, he was leading a desperate attempt to save endangered species such as the waru and the night parrot from extinction, you know, from going the way of the dodo bird. But Bardo, no way she was having it. Just no way. So one, one might easily conclude that Bridget Bardo's commitment to animal welfare rights was Inalterable, non-negotiable, absolute, broad in scope, extensive in design, of long-standing duration, unwavering in nature. There can be no exceptions made when it comes to the idea of animal welfare. Hmm. And one might conclude 
that by her numerous actions and loud vocal protests with Bridget Bardot, this would be so. Saving baby seals is probably not something about which one's feelings can ever waver very much. You're either in or you're out on the practice, the idea of clubbing baby seals to death. There appears there could be no, there can't exist any possible middle ground when it comes to baby seals being clubbed to death, period, which, which makes it even more difficult to fathom just how the circumstance I will describe came about or, or could ever, might ever be justified. You know, there's a, there's a line from George Orwell's Animal Farm, Man serves the interests of no creature except himself. And Orwell wasn't speaking about Bridget Bardot when he wrote that line, but he might well have been because it does apply. But but then human nature does suggest that when it's your ox to be gored, well, well, then that's a whole different kettle of fish, isn't it? And when we return in our next episode of Donkey Do, what donkey do donkeys do. Adieu, part six, we will describe what actually happened when that one poor naive French man trusted his donkey to the care of an animal rights ethicist by the name of one Bridget Bardot. One might think he knows someone, but that is absurd, for no one can ever possibly understand the reasons someone will rely upon to screw you in the end. Hey, thanks for listening, and we'll be back. Bye-bye. I slipped from the harbor, head out to the sea. Crystal blue water surrounding me Tap to the wind, taste the sea breeze Tropical heaven on the coral sea A little more rum I think of my wife What did I do? Have I ruined my life? I tell her I've changed, become a new man I promise I will and I know that I can When did the skies change? When did we turn back? How am I ever gonna get myself back? The sea's now boiling and I'm getting cold I've lost my sails, got to find a way home Alone in my boat, I think of my wife Lost in a drift on the high seas of life Years from tomorrow, days from the land Nothing can save me unless fate lends a hand Storm it is worse than I have no control The wind and the waves are taking I look to the stars, there's none I can see I'm afraid fate, she has answered me Only moments my story will end 
There was a story I wanted to send Oh, how I dreamed for the calm of the sea A beautiful face smiling back at me The sea is boiling and I'm getting cold I've lost my sails, got to find a way home When did the skies change, when did they turn black? How am I ever gonna get myself back? Alone in my boat, I think of my wife I'm lost in a drift on the high seas of life When did the skies change, when did they turn back? How am I ever gonna get myself back? Alone in my boat, I think of my wife I'm lost in a drift on the high